That's right, folks. It is time for NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania. Stay tuned. Give me what I want! Oh, over wrestling. So over wrestling, I'm your host Luke Barnes, and I'm here with Tex. How you doing, Tex? Not bad. Happy Empanada Day. Heck yes! NXT Takeover New York and WrestleMania 35. I am so excited about this. I was very, very impressed with the whole show uh, as a whole. Uh, but uh, before we get into uh, WrestleMania, we got to talk about NXT Takedown New York. NXT Takedown New York. Uh, before I dive into that, Tex, is there anything that, that just pops pops out that was special to you? What was your favorite part about NXT Takeover? Oh, it's it's really hard to pick. Um, that tag match with the the War Raiders and Black and Ricochet was holy crap, man. I mean, and we it, haven't really seen it, it, was clean, it was a clean match, and I haven't seen the War Raiders do anything uh, recently, but. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed it, but I mean, come on now. At this point, Ricochet and Black are just magic anytime we see them. So, um, I just felt like that was a overall that was a great match. And uh, of course, you know, I, I I'm gonna love uh, Walter and Dunn. Um, it was sad to see Dunn's title reign come to an end, um, but heck, he's 22, 23, and he was champ for 600 days. I, he's got a I, I wouldn't be shocked if he shows up on Monday. Uh, I don't. Maybe. I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Pete Dunn, but um, you know, I you know we've talked about Walter before. I'm I'm a little on the fence with Walter because I felt like he uh, in some of the other matches he'd been doing, he was a little sluggish, like he wasn't as agile and he wasn't. But man, his A game was there at Takeover. I felt like that was a solid all around match. He could. Uh, you really, man, those chops that he does, it's just brutal. There's, <laughs> I could watch that dude chop some people all day long. And I think it's worth mentioning that, uh, I believe it was Dave Meltzer said that the two out of threes with, uh, Cole and Gargano was one of the best WWE, Matt, WWE, two doubles, two W, gosh, darn, that's hard to say. <laughs> WWE. Yeah, double double E, one of their best matches of all time, and you know, he's pretty much just Johnny Five Star at this point. And of course, Cole's awesome too. I mean, you can't take anything away from him, but absolutely not. But I mean, at this point, let's let's be honest. Um, Gargano is the hottest thing they've got. That he's been doing match of the year, match of the year, match of the year. I'm, my biggest concern with him is. I don't want them to move him to the main roster and they lose him in the shuffle. He is too important to that wrestling organization to screw up his character. And I heard, I seen an article where they were going to move him to possibly uh, to 205 Live. And though I know he would dominate 205 Live, 
I don't want to see him get lost in the shuffle. So, man, I hope he holds on to that NXT title for a while. I would really like to see him hold on to it for maybe nine months or maybe even a year until uh, next WrestleMania and have uh, Ciampa come back and have a once, you know, a final match with him going at it. That would be pretty cool, I think. A take Another takeover. That probably was the only thing really missing. for Like, again, nothing against Adam Cole, but that story is just Gargano and Ciampa, and I, I think it will have some resolution at some point. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I just, I think overall that was a definitely a, a solid match. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I think takeover for uh, how many matches was there? Four or five matches? Five. Five. I, um, I enjoyed all the takeover. Like I didn't feel like there was any match that I really disliked. Uh, the women's match maybe wasn't my, like, favorite but you know it here's is- what i'll say here's what i'll say about the women's match uh-huh um, i liked it of course you know i'm a big mark for Kyrie saying eo sheree uh-huh i don't know why they kept the title on Shayna baszler she's ready for a main roster call up she really has nothing left to do in nxt um so i was a little surprised by i'm not disappointed just more surprised than anything um, I will makes- give Bianca Blair. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna applaud her because that woman, I think she did phenomenal in that match. And though I am not a mark for her by any means, um, man, that double KOD she did. That's that was a feat of strength right there. My, if they still have her come out and do the undefeated thing, though, I'm just going to be like, no, you've lost clean twice now. Come on. Uh, I do like, uh, uh, it's it's a love-hate relationship. I, I, I hate her hair, but I love her hair. Um, when she pulled, oh, uh, I believe it was Baszler, into that turnbuckle by pulling her own hair like a rope, I just thought that was hilarious. I like Kyrie Sane making fun of it with her. I think she did it on NXT last week. Oh yeah, that that was a that was a good match though. I, I I'm not saying that that match was uh, bad by any means because I I don't feel like it was. Um, it was probably my least favorite out of the night, but you know what, Baszler. Okay, so she's gonna hold on to the title a little bit longer. They probably want to do more with uh, Io Shiree and Baszler. I just got a feeling. Well, I've read it might be she has that little stable um, that she's got with two other ladies. I, Jesse Lynn Duke, and I can't remember the other one's name. Right. Um, I don't think they're ready yet, the way I, what I've read. So they might just be waiting for those to be really main roster ready. Because I... It, Reads like they want to call them up as a group, so uh, I don't know, man. They don't need to ruin it like the riot squad, and and you know they don't need to mess it up. We need to talk about Matt Riddle. Yes, holy, we do. Matt uh, Riddle, bro. My gosh, that was I. I wrote actually wrote on there my notes. Great match. Um. 
the the hanging off the the second rope and doing the suplex oh, from outside. Yeah. I I literally jumped out of my seat at that. Yeah. That I at this point and, and hey, kudos to Velveteen Dream. You know, kudos to him for putting on a great a great match. Um and I'm perfectly cool with Riddle not taking the win for that. Um I, I would like to see Matt Riddle go after Gargano. That'd be kinda interesting. Oh, they would have a great match. And I have no problem with that either. I like Velveteen Dream. And that was the first successful defense of the North American title, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. So that needed to happen at some point. And what better, have, what better stage to do that than NXT TakeOver New York? And, yeah, and especially to a guy like Riddle, who being beat, especially the way he was beat, it's not like he was jobbed out or squashed or anything. It was a a fluke pin, you know. He can he can survive a loss like that too. It was it was kind of a weird situation because it's one of those where losing doesn't hurt you doesn't help either guy. So you just kind of had to roll the dice, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I think Matt Riddle could uh, afford to have that. Agreed. I, I think I, I think I, he's popular enough. And he's skilled enough right now to where he he uh, no problem should be able to come through and and he's going to be successful in whatever he does. I think both of them have pretty bright futures. <clears throat> all right, well, folks, that's about all there was for NXT Takeover New York. They were uh, very good matches. I'm going to uh, just recap that real quick, just so everybody knows the results, which was. First match was War Raiders versus Black and Ricochet. Uh, War Raiders retained the titles. Um, Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream retained his title. Pete Dunne versus Walter. If you really want to see two bruiser weight, two heavy, you know, heavy hitters go at it, that was a great match. Like, I'm telling you, um, Walter jumping off of the top rope. Holy crap. Seriously, um, Walter was doing some stuff that was just, I was very, very impressed with. But Walter is now the new NXT UK champion. Um, Baszler versus Belair versus uh, 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 Shirai and Kyrie Sane. Baszler took the win. She retained her title as well. So the only one that really changed hands was uh, uh, Pete Dunne versus Walter. Now, the last match was Gargano versus Cole, two out of three falls. Uh, Gargano ended up winning that, so he is now the NXT champion. So, that was NXT TakeOver New York. So, moving on to WrestleMania. Did you get a chance to see uh, Tex, um, the uh, uh, pre-kickoff show? I have something I want to talk about. (laughs) The WrestleMania. Okay, go ahead. We need to talk about what happened to Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh, I remember you sending that to me, and I was uh, I was busy at the moment, but then I came back to it. Uh, did you see what read about why the guy did it? No, no, I hadn't seen any of that. Uh, is there a story behind it? 
I think there is somewhere. I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but I believe it was something to do with some tweets or text messages or something going back and forth. But that was just awkward. Well, let me just say, ignoring the fact that this idiot jumped the barricade, probably spent thousands of dollars to be there, jumped the barricade to attack a 61-year-old man that's suffered a stroke and just got healthy. And to do that surrounded in a ring, surrounded by... 220 to 300 pound guys that some are actual fighters like Heath Slater's a Golden Gloves boxer. Did you see the video of what Kurt Hawkins did to him? No, no. I know one of the Revival got a good clock in. Or not Kurt Hawkins. Uh, it was one of the Revivals. Um, um, I'm, 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 sorry. Not Kurt Hawkins. Um, crap. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Dash Wilder. What was it? Wilder? I don't know if it was wild or not, but one of the revival straight up just cold cocked that guy and knocked him out um, as they were hauling his butt away to the cops. And I mean, it busted his face up pretty bad. And, um, you know, WWE is pressing charges. Well, and they should. This is this is my whole point. Um, and it'll, it'll go past this a little bit, but don't do that, idiots. Don't just don't. It's the same thing, principle, if you see a wrestler at an airport at 2 in the morning or eating or working out, just leave them alone, you know? Well, okay, one thing about this, too, if you're streaking on a baseball field or a soccer field or something, okay, don't do that. You're, you're, you're stupid. But if you run out on a soccer field and tackle a soccer player and then you get your butt kicked in the process, you got what's coming to you. So, yeah, by all means, stop. No one thinks you're cool. No one thinks you're funny. No one enjoyed that at all. That actually happened a couple of weeks ago. A guy ran out onto a football pitch and right. punched Jack Grealish, if I remember right. I think it was an Aston Villa match. Now, as um, far, and just to, just to stress how even, even how tasteless this was, I mean, come on. It was during the Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart induction into the Hall of Fame. Like, that was a really sensitive moment. And Natty uh, was there with Bret Hart, and it should have been yes. a really special moment, and it was ruined because of this jackass. With with Jim Neidhart's daughter, exactly, Natty. Um, and w- really, again, a ring surrounded by all these guys that are three times your size. I mean, we all saw the gifts of Braun Strowman stomping. <laughs> it was power-walking, stomping combination around the ring. And you know, at that point, that guy had to just be rethinking every single life choice he'd ever made. Oh, and, and you know, he's going to get kicked and punched a hundred times on his way out of there. I mean, and and thrown in jail, and there, it's just pointless. What does attacking a sixty-one-year-old Bret Hart accomplish? Uh, I mean, and folks, leave, leave the guy. That, leave the guy alone. That wasn't the most exciting thing about WrestleMania, but unfortunately, it almost was. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll, sorry, sorry. we'll get to that, but I, I do agree with you completely. Completely, there, Tex. This is this has got to stop. People's got to stop doing that. But move, it's move. been oh, go ahead. It's been boiling up a little. With you see pictures all the time of they'll see a wrestler at an airport or at a Waffle House or two in the morning. Just you know, they've been traveling. They just want to eat their food or 
get their bag and be on their way. Just leave them alone. They're people. If they if if they open up and or act like they're gonna sign autographs for you or something, that's fine. But if they're just wanting to get the hell out of there, leave them alone. Well, okay, I'm off my soapbox. Soapbox WrestleMania, yay! <laughs> Did you uh, get to watch the um, um, kickoff show yet? No, no, I didn't. I read the recaps, and that's good enough for me. Well, the only match that I didn't get to watch because I somehow missed it was the cruiserweight match, and I can't tell you any details on that match, but all I can say is Tony Nese is now the new cruiserweight champion, and good on him. I look forward to seeing what he brings to 205 Live and seeing what he does with his championship. Who do you think has less body fat? Tony Nese or Finn Balor? Finn Balor, hands down. Really? It's got to be pretty close. Nah, man. Tony Nese, he's very... uh, very uh, firm, but you don't see fibers in Tony Nese's shoulders. I think we can agree you wouldn't be able to cook a pancake with the amount of grease you'd be able to squeeze out either one of them. Uh, that is true. That is that's true. kind of a gross thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, women's battle royal, which. I know they're doing this because, well, they're doing the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, so they got they're they got to do the women's and the women. I I really didn't have any major highlights that jumped out at me on that. It wasn't a bad match, and I'm not going to sit here and and, and belittle it because I don't think it was belittle worthy. But folks, let's be honest. Anything that's in a kickoff show is meant to be just kind of just quick matches that just it it is what it is so Carmella ended up winning that out of all people Um, she won that match good I guess congratulations what Um, is the winner do they get a title shot or they they get a pat on the back that says yay they won the women's battle royal at Wrestlemania well battle royals in general they're not everybody's cup of tea which I do like battle royals. It just, it didn't, there there wasn't much of a purpose. And at this point, if the matches don't have a purpose, I, it, it's, battle I, I want, I want purpose in my matches. Cause once upon a time, it was almost like a hierarchy, like a ranking system. And if you won X amount of man, X amount of matches, then you were in line for a title shot. Now it just feels like it's just who, Whoever wants it, whoever Vince says can have a match, gets a match now. It, but you don't like the system of randomly bumping into someone backstage and that leads to a match later in the night? And and I love how also, which we'll get into this next Sunday, talking about this week of wrestling, but even tonight's Raw, which I won't touch any details on, but tonight's Raw was literally like, hey, I'm going to say what match we're going to do. Okay, let's do it. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, I remember once upon a time you'd have to run it by Vince or you'd have to run it by Triple H or Stephanie or, or Shane or you had to ask for permission. Now it's just like, hey, cool. I just say we're going to do a match, so we'll do a match. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know why they got rid of GMs. That's kind of weird because that's the entire point of a GM. Right. Um, I mean, uh, right now, there it, it. I don't know. I just I, – I, I, 
wish there was some kind of a hierarchy where you could track it from week to week and go, okay, they've won the past five matches. They should be getting a title shot soon. No, not anymore. I would say this back to battle Royals real quick. Uh I don't like, I like battle Royals better when people enter individually instead of the ones where everybody's in there to start. Right. Is that weird? Kind of like, no, no, no. Like Royal rumble. Um, yeah, just preference, personal preference. I, I, I hands down, I agree with that. Well, it's I, like the pop. Who's next? You know exactly. Well, after the um, women's battle royal, they did the Raw's championship uh, tag team championship match between the Revival and Ryder and Hawkins, um, which was kind of a weird last minute. Oh crap! We forgot to do a tag team championship for Raw, so let's just throw names out of a hat. And oh, there we go. Well, Zack Ryder and Curtis Hawkins actually won that match, but I'm gonna say that is a match that you should go back and watch because Kurt Hawkins was very impressive in that match. When I said reading recaps was good enough for me. I wasn't speaking on the quality of what happened on the pre-show. It's just after three hours of takeover and oh, five hours of WrestleMania, I was like, oh, where am I even going to fit this in? Oh, trust <laughs> me. I, I know, I know. And then even watching Raw tonight, I was just like, man, I am wrestled out right now. But uh, I just wanted to throw out here real quick, if you do go and watch the kickoff show, that is a match worth watching because Curtis Hawkins um, – or. I keep saying Curtis, Kurt Hawkins. Um, he was, he, he impressed me, um, which let's, let's be honest. Zack Ryder to me has always been impressive. They just never do nothing with him, but it was a good match and they actually won. So congratulations to, uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. And then after that, they moved to the Andre, the giant battle Memorial. That whole match was, Pretty dumb, in my opinion. Um, there was one point to it, and that was to have Braun Strowman beat up <laughs> Michael Che and Colin Jost, which, let's be honest, that was only one way that was going to go. Those those two played their role really well, though. They're really funny on Weekend Up. I think we've touched on that before. Yeah. We've talked about them before. They are really funny on Weekend Update. Um so I didn't have any problem with that. I was kind of hoping it would lead to Braun Strowman hosting Saturday Night Live. Because <laughs> uh, I think he would be hilarious on there. Well, uh, well, that whole match, it was, I mean, talk about a bull in a china shop. I mean, Braun Strowman was in there just mowing over guys. And, yeah, there were some good moments and there were some good moves and there was some, there was some entertainment value there, but... It, you knew once Braun Strowman ran down there, it was like, yep, he's going to just mow everybody over. And that's exactly what he did. But I mean, rightfully so as big as that guy is, and he's lost a lot of weight and put on some muscle lately. So, um, Hey, I'm, I'm fully, I'd like, I'd like to see him, which I, I'm trying not to get into what happened in raw tonight, but there was an individual that showed up tonight. Um, he debuted, uh, of sort of sorts and, uh, he made an appearance tonight and I'd like to see him and Braun Strowman go at it. I think it'd be interesting, but, uh, Braun- I'll say this about Braun and battle Royals. 
I'm glad they're not doing the old book, big show booking with them. Like, how is anybody going to eliminate Braun? I'm glad they're not doing that with him. Oh, no, not at all. But, and, and it makes sense, just like with Big Show, anytime Braun Strowman goes in there, they all band together and they try to throw his big butt out of the ring. And uh, <laughs> he wasn't having it. <laughs> well, after that, that was that was pretty much it for the kickoff shows. And then WrestleMania started. And um, we were talking about this earlier, and, and I think this is funny. Uh, Rollins versus Lesnar, the, all this buildup, all this time about this epic, epic, epic match. They ended up saying, okay, cool, we're going first. So part of me was like, all right, this is interesting. We're going to go first with Brock Lesnar. Let's sure. Why not? Well, Lesnar basically wiped the floor with Rollins for five and a half, 10 minutes straight. And then Rollins hit him in the balls and then stomped on his head three times and won the match. There's a, a joke video someone posted it has to do with dragon ball z it's about one of the characters vegeta i think yep in the clip uh he asked why why does he keep hitting me in the pardon the language why does he keep hitting me in the dick right and then they get attacked like thousands of monsters and the other guy's like i can't believe every single one of them hit you in the dick i I think that should be our new theme whenever we talk about uh brock lesnar because that seems to be the go-to move just you know, hit him in the mommy daddy but yep. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, all I know is he's gone for now, and hopefully he'll stay gone for a while. Because honestly, I can't handle any more of Lesnar being king of the world. I just I'm, I'm done. So he can. I think he's trying to see. Well, apparently so. Sunday his contract ran out. So I don't know. The dude's made enough money now that he doesn't need any more money, honestly. He can live the rest of his life in in solitude and not worry about anybody else, and he'd be a happy man. I personally think Brock Lesnar would do whatever. I think he would let himself be jobbed to anybody as long as he got paid. Like a 10-second roll-up to R-Truth. I think Lesnar wouldn't give it. I don't think so. I think Lesnar's – I think Lesnar – knows he's top dollar like he he thinks he's top stock and i think he wouldn't i think you'd have to pay him millions of dollars for him to take a fall like that he is getting paid millions of dollars <laughs> yeah, I mean, more, more than i mean i'm just saying i don't think he'll just do it I, I i just i don't see him doing it well after that the rollins lesnar match um okay I got to talk about this because I did. I was talking about this a little bit on uh, Facebook. Alexa Bliss, the goddess, I use air quotations here, who was the host, which I also use in air quotations here, of WrestleMania 35. Alexa Bliss was on maybe four times, maybe five times, and served no role in WrestleMania at all other than this really weird and awkward part where she comes out and she's like, oh, I can make a WrestleMania moment at the snap of my finger. And she snaps her finger and Hulk Hogan comes out. A wild racist appeared. And it was like, whoa, this is interesting. 
And he comes out, and it's like, hey, Hulk Hogan's here. And then that was it. Like, that was, it literally ended. And I think the sole purpose of her being a host at WrestleMania was for her to introduce Hulk Hogan and then for them to watch social media and see what was being said. I think they were just dipping their toe in the water and seeing how people react to it. Well, him being at the Hall of Fame and uh, inducting uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Bruce, as a, this is how I knew I was different as a kid because I was like four years old and being like, no one has the last name Beefcake. It should be Brutus the Beefcake Barber. Any That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but any, if you'll notice, go back and watch um, Naya, not Naya, um, Tamina, uh, None of the New Day, uh, uh, uh-huh. Titus O'Neil, none of them stood up or gave Hulk Hogan any acknowledgement at all during the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if you're right, if that was kind of what they were doing. Um, I think they're, they're checking Twitter. They're checking social media. They're seeing if, cause I'll tell you right now, if the whole country was like, Oh, the racist is here. Then they'd have been like, Nope. But I bet you, you start seeing Hogan come out slowly a little more and more. I bet you. And let's, we need to remember that Brutus, the barber beefcake, he's had some issues as of late too. Um, and it's nothing really to do with him so much. It's kind of just what's kind of, it's kind of in the vein of what was talked about in the last week tonight episode. So I don't really hold so much of that against him. Um, we should do a special episode just about that last week tonight segment, actually. It wouldn't have to be long, but uh-huh. we do need to talk about that in depth. Yeah, but okay. No, no, I'm, I'm definitely down with that. I'm definitely down with that. But Vince, that's, that none of that's going to change. It is what it is. I mean, it, it won't ever change because he's made his millions off of wrestlers doing it, you know, doing his business that way. But anyways, that's... That's a topic that if you guys are you you want to know what we're talking about, definitely check out uh, Silver Wrestling uh, Facebook group. We had that video posted with John Oliver, where he talks about basically how Vince McMahon has treated the talent and how he does insurance and so on and so forth. So definitely give it a watch because it is very very interesting. Um, and to bring it back to what we normally talk about, uh-huh. Alexa Billings, she looked good. Well, very good. I mean, honestly, that's the only, like, her only purpose was to show up the four times, and I think she had four different outfit changes, so she, I mean, the the, the weird part is, if they were going to make her just eye candy, they probably should have showed her more. I, New Day, when they were hosts of, I, what was that, WrestleMania 34, they were on all the time. I think it was 33 when the Hardys came back. Yeah. That was 33, okay. It, see, I, it's been a while, so maybe it was 33. But either way, when New Day was the host, they were on way more. Alexa Bliss was like, it's almost like every three or four matches, they were like, oh, crap, we forgot to say something, or we should put her on. So, But what would you have cut out to make more room for in other segments, though? 
it's that's not, the better question. It's not cutting out. It's it's she could have walked out and introduced or done something. I guess you could have got rid of the Lacey Evans walkout and the R Truth and Carmella impromptu dance party. Like honestly, at the time that they came out and said, "Okay, everyone, let's have a break." I, I'm surprised that the whole crowd didn't stand up and rush them. I mean, after <laughs> six hours of being there, now you're going to say, hey, let's take a break and do a dance party. Yeah. It, and, and, and honestly, I think that was an impromptu thing because they forgot about Alexa Bliss because, you know, she came out and she's like, it's time for a break. And she had to say it three times. And I think they, you know, I know they were trying to play it off like, like she was – you know, like as part of the story, but I think that was like last minute they were trying to figure out what can we do. Uh, well, let's send Alexa Bliss out and have her do a uh, impromptu dance party, whatever. That was. Can we all agree though? At least we didn't get any thirsty Alexa. I. I mean, hands down, agree. That was, and, and honestly, she had a match at tonight at Raw, and I think. She's going to get back to wrestling, and we don't have to worry about a lot of that dumb stuff anymore. So, hopefully, I'm sure she's still going to have a moment of bliss occasionally, just like Kevin Owens has a Kevin Owens show. But um, I'm hoping that that a lot of that will go away and she can get back to actually wrestling. So, after the um, Rollins and Lesnar match, Hogan came out briefly for no reason whatsoever. Then... (laughs) AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Um, that was, I literally wrote down okay, I guess. I mean, I think that was the poorest match for AJ Styles to be in. And I don't think that Randy Orton or AJ Styles did bad. I just think it was a junk match that was just a waste of everyone's time that, that no one even really cared about. Not even AJ Styles really cared that much about that match. I want to combine talking about this with talking about another match, if that's all right. Go ahead. <clears throat> and then we can get this out of the way. What is Randy Kill Randy <laughs> Randy Kill- What is Randy Orton's overall gimmick during his entire tenure? The Legend Killer, right? Right. If you're gonna have Kurt Angle go out on his back, which you know that's customary for wrestlers retiring, it would have made much more sense to have it be a Randy Orton because. That would fit his gimmick as the legend killer. Um, I, I was kind of displeased with. I, I don't really want to. Kurt Angle is one of my favorites of all time. He's like my top two or three. Oh, it's him, him and CM Punk are basically, you know, they're upper tier as far as I'm concerned. And nothing against Baron Corbin. Nothing against Corbin per se, but it already wrestled like. 20 times this year and Corbin's one clean. Okay. But let's be honest. We're going into this last month of WrestleMania. Almost every match that's happened has happened 10 times already. Like there was really nothing like before WrestleMania even happened. Like how many weeks were we going to have the same four people or the same four tag team groups wrestle each other over and over and over and over. It totally lost its magic by the time the actual match occurred. And it's just, well, a lot of people were expecting uh, him to be taken out by Cena and have that be, you know, Angle's last match. 
which would have made sense too. That, um, that, that would have made sense, but I think they completely missed the, the boat. You know, they, they totally blew that one up and the fans, they were livid. They were still upset. I mean, Barrett Corbin won that match. Um, I don't know. It, it, it is what it is, but I really hate Kurt Angle was always one of my personal favorites of all time. Um, I I went to No Mercy in 2001, and I bought myself a I Will Make You Tap shirt. And I wore that shirt to death, and I always loved his, his little slogan, his intensity, integrity, and intelligence. Uh, the dude, the dude put on a show. He is a great showman. So he should have went out with something better than Barry Corbin, but he didn't. And it's just, there's never been anyone that's taken to the business as fast as he did either. I think it can be argued. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, not, not at all. It was, um, he, he, he deserved better, but I really can't beat a dead horse on that because it is what it is and it's over. So unfortunately he deserved better and he'll never have better, but just justice for Kurt, <laughs> but I will say this, Kurt Angle, if you truly are done wrestling, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, sir. Well, and if I may, oh, go ahead. if I may, one last time, he's just a sexy Kurt. He'll make your ankle hurt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, after the Styles match, um, Lacey Evans did a little walkout her thing. They even did it at WrestleMania and I'm like, all right, whatever. She walks all the way down, walks back up and it's like, okay, I guess we had to throw that in there somewhere. Then it was the tag team SmackDown tag team match, which was the Usos versus the bar versus Shinsuke and Rusev versus Ricochet and Aleister Black. All right. It was, it was an all right match. I, I'll, uh, I mean, you ultimately have, let, let's be honest, out of out of the, those groups, that, that group of people right there, ring-wise, phenomenal ring talent. They, they are very skilled, and they each bring something really great to the, to the table. I mean, I'm not an Usos fan, you know this, but even the Usos, they, they do... Man, man, there's Samoan drop they do where they do like a pop-up Samoan drop. Man, I, I love that. I can watch it all day long. And the Usos won, by the way. They retained the championship belt, so they're still the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Is there anything out of that match that, that stood out to you? Um, Maybe. I need to preface this by saying um, <clears throat> I, I think Black and Ricochet should have won. Because they've challenged for all three belts now within the span of, well, basically a week. Right. And lost, lost all three times. Um, I don't think it hurts them necessarily, but if they're going to keep them together, I, I think they should have won. That's my only real takeaway. They should have won at least one. I understand why they didn't win the NXT tag titles um, if they're not going to be on NXT anymore. But I think they should have won the Raw or SmackDown belts one. 
that, that's my only real takeaway. I'm ready for him to be official roster, though, because they're still coming out under the label of NXT. Well, I think it'll next week's the the shakeup or whatever. Yep. I, I think it'll happen after that. I don't know where they'll go, but they'll um, split them up. They they need to be split up if you're not going to leave them as a team. Um, I I don't want one of them to turn heel, and that might have happened tonight. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't want one to turn heel on the other either. I, I want an amicable split, um, yeah. you know? I, I want them to have a split like uh, Summer Rae and Tyler Breeze had where they just came out and said, okay, we're done. We're not going to be together no more. Cool. Oh, I, for, I forgot about Summer Rae. Yeah, she disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, she retired. I think she started a family. Yeah. Bad Congrats to her. Well, after the Usos won and retained their their title, the next match, um, there is something I have to definitely mention about this match, but it was the Miz and Shane McMahon match. Now, I do not, do not care for that storyline. I felt that was like out of left field, like all of a sudden, oh yeah, Shane hates the Miz, even though they've been buddy-buddy forever, but now he just hates him all of a sudden. And now they have a blood feud because you, you were mean to the Miz's daddy. Whatever. It is what it is. I can't. I can't. I mean, it, it's going to happen. So I might as well just suck it up. And you also know that at least if Shane goes to WrestleMania, Shane's going to pull out some moves. Shane's going to do some crazy stuff. And that does that is exciting. I enjoyed that match. But there's one move in particular that kind of made me go, ooh, and that was uh, that bump he took off that golf cart. <laughs> oh. He, he, the Miz threw Shane, and he landed on top of the roof of a golf cart. And, okay, that's hard plastic, folks. There's no give to that. So he literally hits it, bounces, skids across it, falls straight on his back onto concrete. Folks, I cannot stress this enough. As Diamond Dallas Page would always say, you cannot fake gravity. And gravity was there, I promise you. Whew. I, I enjoyed that match a lot more than I thought I would. Um, can we talk about how Shane sweats profusely? <laughs> After like two minutes of being in the ring? It, it's actually kind of gross. Yeah, I, I, it's the way. The, the second he he his heart rate goes up just like ten beats, <laughs> he he's just drenched and just dripping. He he reminds me of uh, uh, Lashley sweats like that too. Man, they had to smell terrible back when they were running the stairs in gym class. Oh, my gosh. oh my gosh! But <laughs> Shane, uh, I'll give you that he does sweat profusely. And Shane actually won that match. Um, there was a giant uh, superplex done at the very end where the Miz suplexed Shane off of a ledge and fell probably, I don't know, maybe 12 feet, 10 feet, 12 feet onto what was uh, some kind of a padding. Um, and it broke through. It was like a false floor or something. 
and they broke through, and Shane actually rolled over, and he was on top of the Miz, which pinned the Miz's shoulders, and since it was false count anywhere, they counted to three, and Shane won, even though they were both, quote-unquote, knocked out. Um, that was a pretty good fall, and that was an entertaining match, though. It was. Um, Miz's dad sold pretty well. I was kind of surprised about that, too. Um, I'm over that, though. I'm done. How many times is his dad's going to show up for that crap? I mean, out of the whole Miz's career, now suddenly he's going to come to every match? I mean. And him and his. <laughs> I, th- I wonder if they're going to do like a gimmick dad at one point like they've done with other people before. I think they did it with John Cena at one point. Uh, I want Miz to copy his hairstyle and mustache. Because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Because he had he had kind of like a, a faux kind of '80s mullet type thing going on, and the walrus stash. Yeah, Miz needs to break that out. Well, he, he you never know with Miz though. He's the kind of guy that would actually try something like that. <laughs> All right, so. uh, he's he's already got the wedding band on Maurice. It's not like you know you've won there, pal. <laughs> just let yourself go. Yeah. How many times are you going to hit the lottery, dude? Just, you won. <laughs> right. Do you watch Miz and Mrs.? No, I have not watched an episode of that yet. I refuse to watch any reality television. I just do not like any any reality TV because it's ridiculous to me. But I, I'm going to say that knowing full well that wrestling is just as ridiculous as reality television. So... I think it's funny that, like, I'll talk to people on Facebook or at work or they won't watch wrestling because it's fake and stupid, but then they'll watch Love and Hip Hop or The Bachelor or they'll watch all that because that stuff's legit. Whatever. The only reason I asked is because I don't watch it either. I didn't watch Total Bellas or Total Divas or anything like that, but... From what I've heard other people say about the show is the Miz and Maurice are like the most naturally, which is they both played heels really well. They're like the most naturally likable people you'll ever see. They come across as really genuine and lovable in the show. Well, they definitely um, like in their personal lives, though, they they are pretty good people. And uh, well, as previously stated. If, if, you know, if you was the Miz and you hit the lottery, I think you'd be very friendly as well, so. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, well, speaking of hitting the lottery, moving into the Women's Tag Team Championship, which was the Iconics versus Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus Tamia, Tamina and Nia Jax versus Sasha and Bayley. Um, okay, the Iconics... I called this one a mile away, but they come up with a win on that. I don't even, I might have even said it on one of our podcasts. I said, I could see them totally waiting until everybody else beats each other up and one of them sliding in and, and getting the pin for the win. And that is exactly what happened. But I want to um, eat a little crow here and give Natalia some credit where credit is due. Because I've talked recently about her not being really my favorite. I'm really not a big Natalia supporter. But she put on a beautiful double sharpshooter. 
that I'm very, I may, very well. Uh, I may or may not have made an appropriate comment about that. <laughs> well, that it, 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 the, the move itself was done very well. And actually, I hate it when wrestlers try to do double up on a move and it just doesn't look like it's even effective. Yeah, those those two girls, it was it was perfect, done very well, very very well. And Beth Phoenix, hey, that woman still has it. Yeah, she hasn't missed a beat. Oh, she felt like she, to me it felt like she never even left. That uh Avalanche Glam Slam was pretty awesome. Yep. Um Nia Jackson Tamina at this point, I'm just ready for those two to be done. Um I'm ready for Tamina to be done. And I I hate it when I'm like that with people because she she's a I think she's a good wrestler in her own way, but she's just so uninteresting to me. So uh, but the iconics, as I stated, are basically the tag team version of Alexa Bliss. They really have no business holding the titles other than through cheating, which is why they're the Iconics. So good on them. And, and congratulations to the Iconics for, for being the second women to hold that belt. And hopefully they hold it for a while and actually do that belt. Some, some honor and due diligence. I kind of hope we get a proper feud between them and Bailey and Sasha out of it. I'm kind of ready for Bailey and Sasha to just back off a little bit, but you know that ain't going to happen. But I'm, I'm kind of ready for them to like, look, you guys pioneered the belts. You guys were the first to have it. Now let's let's uh, give everybody a, a chance. Don't don't Charlotte up this belt, okay, please. I'd appreciate it if you don't. Well, what are you going to do, though? There, there's not an abundance of women's tag teams. It's basically the Iconics, Sasha and Bailey, and um, the Riot Squad, you know? Until they call, they got to do, they got to build up that tag division somehow. They'll, um, they'll do it eventually. I know it'll get there, and you're right, until they actually get more tag units together. But they may not, because if they combine the women's belt, which it sounds like they're wanting to combine the women's belt, the tag, uh, the, the Raw and the SmackDown, if they do that, then uh, that's, I don't know. I, that, I, I don't. I don't like that either. I don't, I don't I, either. I if you're gonna have two separate brands, make it two separate brands. I don't want floating champion. I'm I'm fine with the women's tag belts floating until they get the division built up, and then maybe pop another tag team belt in there. Um, but. Or make it exclusive to Raw and the Cruiserweight exclusive to SmackDown. I, I don't know what you would do there. But it's <laughs> it seems like they're already softening on the brand split. And it's only been like a year and a half. Um, it might be a little bit longer than there. I don't know. But I, 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 I like the hard split with as big as their rosters are. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, I'm so boxing a lot tonight. I apologize. <laughs> Well, after the match, uh, the Iconics uh, took the belt. The next match was the one that everybody's waiting on. Um, this very well could have been the main event. 
was the Kofi and uh, Daniel Bryan match, which I, I got to say personally, I think was probably the match of the night. Um, the crowd exploded once Kofi won this uh, won his title. I have not seen WWE fans this happy in a long time. And it was a very, very well done match. Um, a lot of back and forth, a lot of great moves, a lot of Kofi jumping out, you know, out of the ring, Daniel Bryan doing some pretty nasty knee shots. Overall, I felt that it was a probably the best match of the night. Um, what are your thoughts on that match? It was amazing. Um, I may or may not have teared up at the end of it um, with Kofi's family in the ring. Um, oh, yeah. Big Xavier was doing the, the legit, real, ugly cry as they unveiled the new, well, the old belt, I guess it would be. Right. But... That is a match that it was just amazing. The, you know, kick me again. Kick. I, I love that stuff. It just showed that that's what wrestling's supposed to be. That kind of story. Oh, exactly. Um, and and I like how like I was worried that they were going to start breaking up the new day, and I was waiting on them to turn on Kofi once he won that belt. But once I saw his kids got on in that ring, I was so happy because I'm like, there's no way they're going to do that with his little kids in there and. It was just like a great moment, and the only way they can make that moment just that much sweeter is by the next match lasting a whole 30 seconds. <laughs> and that was Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe for the United States Championship, to which Rey Mysterio runs in and basically goes, you know, gives... Samojo a raspberry and goes, you know, na 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 na, and Samojo grabs him and chokes him out in like thirty seconds. They, their their entrances were longer than the match. Well, yeah, they do have to walk down that big stage. Yeah. Um. But let truth be known, Rey Mysterio was injured the week before. Uh, Baron Corbin injured his ankle, therefore he couldn't uh, perform. So since it was too late for them to do anything else, um, that was their way of doing a squash match. And that was kind of interesting because WrestleMania never really, they're not big on squash matches, but they did it. It is what it is. Um, man, they it had kinda, a lot of matches though, man. 12 matches. Jeez. It kind of helps though. Um, you know, I hope Ray's all right. But a squash for a guy like Joe, that helps the belt and the character. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, in the long run, it's kind of, might be best that they weren't able to find, didn't have time to do a replacement. Well, so. the match after that was Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. And I really felt like McIntyre should have come up with a win on that one. But Roman Reigns won that match, and I'm not that upset, though. Um, it, it, we, it, it is what it is, but uh, whatever. We talked about that a little last night, um, and after I got to thinking about it a bit, it, it wouldn't have made sense to have Roman lose his first match back. Um, I don't know if I would have had Drew lose either, though. 
that's kind of the weird thing. But if, I would add him. Drew would have won that match. That would have been a great push for Drew. Um, but I don't feel like it's a push for Reigns in the wrong direction either. So, um, I would have had them brawl to the outside and have like a double count out or double DQ. That would have made both guys look strong, you know. But then they um, just kept fighting. Yeah, yeah, just have it keep going. And then had I don't know the host walk out and say, "Oh, by the way." We are not counting out. We're keeping the match going. Now it's a no, you know, false count anywhere match or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then Reigns wins that way. I, again, I have no problem with Reigns winning. And I think it makes perfect sense, you know, coming back as he did. Um, I, I don't think it'll hurt Drew in the long run, though. I mean, he's still a monster. You know, he didn't look weak in that match at all. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Um. In fact, I, I want to say he got in like 95% of the offense, Oh, I give or take. So. I just, you know, I think I'd feel a lot better if Reigns had something better than that stupid Superman punch. I just I just feel like Reigns needs a new move, something new to throw in there to, to be able to do, but they like that Superman punch for some reason, so whatever. Well, after that, um, match, uh, Roman Reigns won, and it moved into a little promo from Elias, how he was going to do some concert, and it went on for about five minutes or so, um, and he was interrupted, and this was a out of left field, probably a one-offer, weird, like, but it was definitely a WrestleMania moment and shocking moment. John Cena appears in his original Doctor of Thugonomics gimmick and comes out and does a little rap, uh, not really rap battle, but he does a little rap for Elias and then basically beats Elias up and leaves him. And that was it. But uh, I was, uh, when that music hit, Tex, what did you think about it? <laughs> I always loved the Dr. Thugonomics theme. Um, it was kind of cool seeing him come out with the Yankees jersey and the chain with the padlock and the the pumping up his kicks before he hit the – we can call it the FU again before he hit the FU. Right. His rap, his diss rap before was I, – I, I think it was probably a one-off thing, but, you know, it was still fun to see. And there are kids of – maybe started watching 07, 08 or later. They never got to see that Cena and saw what was, you know, truly special about him when he started. And so I think, I think that was fun to see. And like I said, everybody in the thread I was following along was like, thank you, Fox. (laughs) But part of me felt like, like dad went through his closet and dug out his nineties clothes and, and found his old '90s stuff and put it on so he could relive the glory days. Well, nothing wrong with that, I guess. No, absolutely not. It was definitely a WrestleMania-worthy moment. Um, I mean, let's be honest. If Cena shows up at WrestleMania at this point, or Dwayne Johnson, it's going to be for a quick one-offer, little, little smack talk, a beat down, and that's it. And with as much stuff that was going on 
we didn't need John Cena to have a big match. But I'll tell no. you what match. Unless it was like or something. So. Well, I'll tell you what match was big, and it's the next match. And I actually, if Kofi was the best match of the night, this is quickly rivals it. And that is the Batista and Triple H match. Triple H obviously won that match. I mean, of course, he's going to win it. Um, but Dave Batista hasn't wrestled in how long? Ooh, five years. That dude came out like a pro, like he never left. I was so impressed with Batista doing the moves that he was doing. And, oh, my gosh, that freaking suplex that that Triple H where he threw Batista and he landed on that table and just bounced. Oh. And then, of course, Batista got slammed into uh, the the still steps in the ring and and those chain shots he was taking. Batista is 50 years old, too. We can't. And Triple H is 49. Um, Batista turned 50 in January, I believe. We can't overlook that aspect of it either because they're both in better shape now than I was at, like, 19. Um, uh, so props to them for that because neither one looks 50 years old. But when they pulled out, like the Triple H pulled out the channel locks and was twisting the fingers, and didn't he rip out his ring? Yeah. I mean, and you weren't even looking forward to that match, but it was brutal enough to get you invested in it. Well, here, here's, so. here's my only my only critique on it. The thing that I I didn't care for though is the channel locks. Okay, that was all right. The 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 needle nose pliers, the nose ring. Okay. I hate watching Triple H use weapons. Now, the chain was legit. Using a chair, that's legit. They get that damn sledgehammer out all the time, and I just hate that. To me, every time they bust out that sledgehammer, especially Triple H, that would be like me, you giving me an M16 to... to use in a wrestling match and I turn it around and I just hit you with the butt. Yeah. So, I mean, the sledgehammer, that's kind of, that's Triple H's thing though. I know. So. And it's stupid because he, I'm, oh, I'm going to hit you with the sledgehammer, but hold on. Let me hold on to the head while I smash my hit head you with you really hard. <laughs> I mean, well, you can't actually hit someone with a sledgehammer, well, no, I guess. You is the... can't. I mean, I get that, but don't. You're saying because of that, don't use the spot at all. Yeah, don't don't have a katana, but then I beat you with the sheath. <laughs> I mean. That's, I could see that happening in a Jackie Chan movie, actually. Right, but oh. it, it, they, they use weaponry that obviously if you used in real life, you would kill someone, but let's use it as fake as possible and make it look as fake as possible. Like, now the chain shot they did where he was whipping him with a chain, that was done very well. Um, I hate anything with a sledgehammer. The channel lock thing, that looked pretty legit. I did like that. The needle nose pliers, eh, whatever. Chair shots, I mean, 
chair shots are golden no matter when you do it. But man, Batista was taking some bumps, some serious bumps during that match. I was sitting there watching that when the channel locks came out, thinking to myself, you know, I bet Pete Dunn somewhere thinking, you know, I'd never thought of that using the channel. Just <laughs> use my hands. Oh, <laughs> Pete Dunn or, or Pete Dunn's like, why are you using pliers when you can use your hands? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that match was brutal, mindless fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I enjoyed it, but we got, and, and I don't like Triple H. And you know I don't like Triple H. Um, that pedigree, I think, is the dumbest move that ever existed. One of the dumbest moves anyways. But, uh, man, the Batista bomb and, and I, I, you know what? Triple H did a great job in that match. So, kudos to both of them. I was impressed by that match. I'm glad. Oh, oh and uh, Ric Flair, they ended that match because Ric Flair came out at the very end and gave Triple H a, a secret sledgehammer. So, that's how Triple H got over on Batista. Um, it's worth noting that we're never going to see weapons and violence like we saw in the Attitude Era, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I know we've talked before. I don't miss um, uh, chair shots to the head at all. Oh, no. I, a little blood a little blood every now and then you know that wouldn't bother me as long as you know their blood's clean you know you don't have anybody out there with Epsi or anything well um here's the thing on that though Uh, uh, occasional bleeding i'm I'm in big matches that 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 that's i'm cool with that because i mean that happens like in a real fight, if you fight somebody, sometimes people bleed. Sometimes they don't. I get that. I'm cool with that. But I hated the whole backyard wrestling scene and the ECW scene, how every match was all about just shredding people with barbed wire and everybody bled every single match. Everybody got thumbtacks. I, I, there's a limit before it's just like, look, this is just not tasteful to me at all. I don't. I don't need to see everybody just gushing blood. That to me isn't like a mark of greatness. And we need to throw a shout out to Ric Flair because his natural instinct is to bleed and he didn't do it last night. So kudos Rick. And at this age, man, that dude can, I'm sure he could bleed even more now. Cause he, you know, he, he's as old as he is probably don't take much at all to break open that skin. Yeah. And as, as many times as it's been broke open, it's probably thin as heck. Yeah. So, Hey, I, I used the proper word there. I went H-E-C-K. Yeah, Man. you know. I'm learning. Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle's match was next. Uh, we talked about that earlier. Baron Corbin won. Everybody's pissed off. So, it is. I have one more thing to add. Oh, go ahead. Kurt's, Kurt's boots were awesome. No, oh, yeah. Kurt. But that's the, that's the last thing I have to add to that. Kurt had awesome Kurt had awesome boots. That's actually the most exciting thing about that match. Now I think about it. Kurt has awesome boots. I, I hope he passes them. Should have wrote that in my notes. Well, after that <laughs> match was the Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. And the funny part is I was not really paying attention. And my wife was like, what is wrong with his eyes? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Lashley had these like contacts in that. I don't know if it was that green. Was that what color it was? 
Yellow, green. Yellow, I, green. I, oh. I dug it, though, man. I, I, I liked it. I think it really popped with his uh, physique and his, his face. And I I, uh, I think he should wrestle with those all the time. Yeah, I'm, or save them for big matches like last night. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Kind of came out of nowhere. Right. But, but some, sometimes the best thing. So, so the demon. So... So Finn yes, Balor and I, won, won the belt. I wish, I wish they hadn't used the demon. Nothing against it, but this whole story was built around. It should have been built around. Finn doesn't need to use the demon to beat Lashley. I mean, he, duh. Well, he, he beat him once before without it. So, well, he beat Leo Ruff. So, that's true. That, well, I will say this: Finn Balor. Did, there is one good because that, that was a squash match. It, it was plain and simple. It was a squash match. It went on a little bit longer than Mysterio and and uh, Samojo, but Finn Balor did win that match, and he is the new Intercontinental Champion. But I will give him this: um, that power bomb he did to Lashley, dude. That uh, I, Lashley I was getting ready to see. I was getting ready to say, ask, what was more impressive, that power bomb that Finn gave to Lashley or uh, Ricochet catching Roe, I think it was, um, as trying to splash him and then carrying him around the ring. They were both, I don't know which one was more impressive because Roe's a big guy, yeah. probably bigger than Lashley weight-wise. Um, I was, so uh, which, what do you give there? I'm at a toss-up. What was more impressive? I think I think what Balor did was more impressive because it it involved him to actually like use his back and pick up and there was a feat of strength I think that was there more with Balor and Lashley than to catch somebody who's in the air. But I could be wrong. Little guys little guys doing power moves. It was kind of the theme of the week weekend. So, but but it was the demon, so he could do that. That's fair. Yeah. So, anyways, to complete WrestleMania 35, finally we got to the championship match, the main event: Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey. My wife actually stayed up and watched that. She said, regardless of her thoughts on wrestling she said that was legit a piece of history and i could not agree more um the match was what i expected there was a lot of back and forth there's a lot of um a lot of good moves a lot of dumb stuff that goes on um i hated the table um they put a table in the corner and Charlotte ended up going through it. But it, like, as big as Charlotte is, she should have went through the center of that thing and just snapped that table. But no. I don't know. Uh, why they even bring a table out to begin with? I don't get that. Well, it's it was, you know, no DQ. It was, you know, every man for himself. And Becky reaches under the ring and pulls out that table. And it was funny because as she's setting it up, I'm, I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, number one, she better be careful. She's going to pinch her fingers. Number two, <laughs> like, 
as she's setting it up, and as soon as she gets it set up, I said, Becky, now you know damn well you're going to be the one laying on this table, right? And like a second after I said that, Charlotte ended up having her laying sprawled out on the table. Yeah, it wasn't even a second. It happened like right after. And um, you might be able to turn this into a drinking game. How many times Ronda Rousey said bitches? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I didn't even. To be honest, I I was talking to my friend, so I had the match on mute, so I didn't actually hear any. No, seriously, go back and listen to that match. She calls them bitches quite frequently, and it's kind of funny because it's like, oh, she's tough. She can say the B word. But uh, apparently somewhere in there, uh, you know, pause for, you know, the world of wrestling here. I'm going to pause for a second. I guess real life. Rhonda somewhere in there broke her hand. Yeah, yeah. So, my guess is, I man, I, if you watch how she punches, I mean, she still punches like a fighter. So, I bet you she caught somebody, caught caught a head, caught a knee, caught something, and I guarantee that's when she broke her hand. But I, I don't know. Well, it's hard to say. I mean... Heck, Sami Zayn messed his elbow up in his entrance a couple of years ago. So, who knows? Um, I will say this about their entrances. Um, Ronda Rousey actually had the legendary Joan Jett actually perform Bad Reputation or Reputation or whatever the name of that song is. Actually had her and her band perform it live as she entered the ring. That's That's pretty epic. That's pretty. I always like live band entrances. Living Color did CM Punk's at WrestleMania 29 when he went up against The Undertaker, and that was awesome. So, I think Motorhead did Triple H's before live. That, so that, yeah, that's uh, that was special. And of course, Charlotte. Of course, she's gonna have an entry that's very flair like. Um, there's really not much she can do though, other than walk in there and have fireworks and her spin around in a robe and. So, whatever. And then Becky Lynch. Um, I, I got to say something about this. Um, that match ended because I want to. I want to have a few closing comments about WrestleMania. But that match ended with Becky Lynch. Um, Ronda Rousey put her up on her shoulders as she, she was getting ready to do her move, and Becky Lynch rolled Ronda over on her shoulders and got the the three count out. So. Um, Ronda's never been pinned, and Becky Pender, and she won both titles, both Raw and SmackDown. And the crowd, I think, would have erupted more if they would have done that same match in the middle of the day or middle of WrestleMania. I do appreciate that they were main event, but people were so tired by the end that they were just ready to get out of there. I know somebody who was actually at WrestleMania and he said they were so ready to get out of there. And he left around 11 o'clock and after 11 o'clock, I think he said, uh, he said, I think he said they actually, no, he said they got out of the stadium about midnight and got back to their hotel about three 30 in the morning. So people were just ready to be done. And I think I, I, I feel like the women's match maybe didn't get the 
I don't know, appreciation that it should have gotten. But since it was the last match, everyone was just tired and wore out. That can happen. And the finish was kind of flubbed a little bit. Um, it was not on purpose, I don't think. But Ronda's uh, uh, shoulders popped up. And right. that apparently, from what I read, was an accident. It wasn't intentional or anything. Um, so that might have had something to do with it, too. Well, I don't. I, all I know is people were ready to to leave and, and be done with the night because there was a lot that went on during this WrestleMania. They did announce the next WrestleMania is in Tampa Bay, Florida. So WrestleMania 36 will be in Tampa Bay. And as Tex mentioned before, if they don't have the Sky Pirates headlining a tag team match, they were they are out of their minds. Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, something I want to point out that I enjoyed very much this time about WrestleMania was, though I felt like the pyro was off, like they were a second off on everybody using pyro, that screen that they used as the stage, that was legit. That was the biggest screen I have ever seen used in any sporting event in my life, and that was so cool. I Look at you being a mark for the screen. Say what? <sighs> Look at you being a mark for the screen. Okay, <sighs> you got to understand something. I'm all about the whole package, and WrestleMania, one of the biggest things, it's, it's supposed to be the greatest show of the year. 82-some thousand people came to WrestleMania to see a spectacle. They didn't come to see Samoa Joe choke out Rey Mysterio in 30 seconds. They came to see a show. And if you're not going to see a match that is just epic, what are you going to do? You're going to look at the scenery. You're going to see how they got the stage set up. You're going to see how, how they do the entrances. And if there's one time a year where they're going to use pyro and actually really accent people walking out and doing their thing right, it's going to be WrestleMania. And this year, I just felt like they they came through. They really did. Even Triple H had kind of an interesting entrance, even though a lot of people were talking good about it. But I kind of felt like, budget-wise, this was one of his uh, smaller entrances he's done. Yeah, the Mad Max motif was a bit different. I didn't hate it, though. Which um, I could have dealt with it, but, like, just one vehicle? They should have had, like, you know, five or six cars come behind him. Like, in a, you know, something. I just felt like it was very uh, small and, uh, and insignificant compared to some of the stuff Triple H has done in the past. Um, I'm kind of weird when it... Not WrestleMania per se. I'm more of a less is more guy when it comes to sets. Like the Raw and SmackDown sets that take up 98% of the arena. You know, in five years, it's going to be just a Titantron and people have to watch from the parking lot. That's how much of the arena it takes up. But as far as WrestleMania goes, yeah, that set was a... Uh, I like my favorite sets, the NXT or the one they use for Cruiserweight Classic, this... For reference, well, that set was a mind freak, though. 
My, my, uh, my I favorite love sets that they use is uh, the uh, NXT UK. Just the big screen? Well, it's a big screen, and that, that whole room is huge. It doesn't feel like they're on a college campus. It feels uh, very, very big. <laughs> but, yes, I loved the the rest. The set was a mind trip, man. You couldn't even tell where people were walking out of. It just kind of – it was like a giant glass, like a giant mirror-looking thing. I loved it. Well, I, I – uh... I've seen some screenshots though, and they did relocate people, but there were some people who got seats that was behind the stage and they couldn't see. And they actually moved them to another location because <laughs> that, it, that stage was so big. It blocked everyone's view, <laughs> but it was, I, uh... I, I, I would give WrestleMania a solid B maybe. I, I don't want to say a C because I think, there was some good WrestleMania moments. I think they had uh, some good matches. Um, anytime you make the fans happy, like my, my friend who was there at the uh, WrestleMania, he said when Kofi won, that place exploded. Of course. I mean, as they should. So there, there was many moments where the fans were truly happy, and I was, I was surprised. I was shocked. Like, even Becky Lynch, I was like, there's no way they're going to let Becky Lynch win this. And she did. So, um, I give WrestleMania a solid B. TakeOver, A+. Plus, man, A+. Plus. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to see what Dave Meltzer scored. Because he usually does the TakeOver in WrestleMania in one fell swoop. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing his grades. Um. It'll be interesting. Well, I, I I enjoyed this WrestleMania, but I am pretty much wrestled out. Like, um, I I have to actually work tomorrow. I probably not going to watch wrestling for a couple days just to let myself air you know air out because I did watch Raw tonight. Um, there were some good moments in Raw tonight, but I just need a, I need a break so. I really don't have really much of anything else to say unless you have any uh, notes you'd like to add about uh, the matches. You got anything? Let me think here. As, as we've discussed ad nauseum, you're the note taker. I'm the, if I remember it, I remember it type. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought the pacing was good overall. Um, I like the way they had it spread out because, you know, most people were thinking there's no way Seth, Becky, and Kofi are all going to uh, walk out as champs. So to have it evenly spaced throughout the show, that was a nice touch. Um, they said they had several, se- or, excuse me, seven title exchanges, the most they've ever had at WrestleMania. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and... It's amazing the character progression uh, Daniel Bryan has because he went from being, you know, douchebag, eco-friendly guy, which sucks because I'm very eco-friendly myself. Um, But he went from being that to hypocrite heel because it was like a reverse storyline of his from 2014 when everyone was calling him a B-plus player. 
you know that was a nice nice little touch um it's it's sad to think we'll never see Kurt Angle again because I mean that dude was just you know <laughs> it, it it's hard to put into words especially people that didn't see young Kurt Angle oh, just yeah. how amazing he was um let's see what else Take takeover was good start to finish. Um, the tag match was great. The women's match was great. Velveteen Dream Matt Riddle was great. Um, I I don't know what will happen to any of those guys when they move to the main roster if they go to the main roster, which you know I'm assuming a lot if not most of them will. But it just goes to show there's so much depth in WWE right now. At all levels, we we talked about it last week with the women and NXT UK and NXT. They could have a solid women's tag team division. They could carry two women's brands. Um, they could have a solid mid card for the men. You know, for the Intercontinental and uh, United States titles. The the cruiserweight division could be stacked top to bottom. They could probably carry a cruiserweight tag title. You know, they just. Uh, it seems like they're doing better lately of not just laser focusing on one person, um, be it Dean or Seth or uh, whoever it might be. They're, they're branching out, and I like to see that because they have the roster depth to do that. Um, and it's, it's nice to see guys like Zack Ryder and um, Kurt Hawkins. You know, they debuted 15 years ago as the Edgeheads, you know. Well, I've I've always wanted Ryder to really just shine because I'm sorry, that dude is actually he's like if you look at wrestling as a whole, I think he's like the eighth like most wealthiest person in the WWE because the dude is invested in so much uh, merchandise and that guy built up his character and his following almost from the ground up. I mean, he was doing a lot of like social media type stuff like early on. And I'm sorry, anybody who's got an obnoxious, stupid theme such as whoa, whoa, whoa. And it still gets over man. Good job. Way to, way to go. Way to get fans over really just dumbness. So, I mean, He's a great wrestler. He's got mic skills. Um, I'm, I'm always going to be a mark for Ryder. And I've not followed Kurt Hawkins that much myself. But after you watch that uh, um, kickoff show match, you'll, you'll appreciate him more. No, I've never had a problem with either one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of what their names were when they debuted as the Edgeheads. Because it wasn't Hawkins and Ryder, I don't think. Um, I'd have to. Yeah. No, they had some. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the same. So, I. But oh, we're supposed to be getting new uh, tag belts for Raw, new design tag belts. I, I'm sure um, once they do the shakedown or shake shake up or whatever they want to call it, the new roster changes. I bet you that's when they start looking into it more. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um. I don't know. I haven't seen the design. Uh, SmackDown, theirs is just getting side plates um, from what I read. 
Um, so it'll still be the blue and silver just with the side plate now. Um, <laughs> I really hope they don't combine the SmackDown and the Raw women's belt. I really don't, but I bet they do. I just, but at some point they're going to have to undo that, you know, so I, I don't get it. I, I don't, I bet during the shakeup, someone will challenge Becky for one half. This is my personal opinion. Someone will challenge Becky for one half, whether it be Charlotte or maybe Carmella, you know, since she won that battle. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> um. And I think they'll have it on one brand. At least that's what I hope will happen. Kind of like back in the day when, you know, a champion would get drafted to another show and somebody would come out with, that's usually what they use the money in the brief, uh, money in the bank briefcase for initially was right to keep a title on one show or well, the other. I bet you, <clears throat> and, I, and I'm willing to bet that you're going to see almost a complete flip-flop of SmackDown and Raw talent for the women's division. You think so? I think so. So the SmackDown roster on Raw and the Raw roster on SmackDown? Not a complete 100% swap, but you really look at the roster on SmackDown for women's and it's really like hurting. I see them moving a lot of their big hitters from Raw to SmackDown to try to build up that brand because if... SmackDown is moving to Fox Network, and if they really are going to do a three-hour show, they <laughs> are going to have to build up the women's division a whole lot stronger than it is right now. They need to add to the tag division, too. So, uh, be a time to call up Lorcan and Birch and the European Union. Uh-huh. Really stack division. Oh, and, of course, the Undisputed Era, which... Uh, somebody's system's going to be shocked at some point. I see that. I don't know. But like, like we just said, though, man, they just got so much talent top to bottom. They keep bringing in more. They had the guy debut at TakeOver, uh, Kushida. Kushida. Right. I, I, I apologize, listeners. Um, I don't do good with foreign names. <laughs> so if I mess it up, I apologize. Um, well, uh, I'm fairly sure. Go ahead. Another problem that you got to worry about, though, is I will say this on Raw tonight, Sami Zayn came back. And it looks like they. I don't know if it's Bray Wyatt, but they're hinting at Bray Wyatt's return, I think. So Hmm. there's a lot of guys that are out on injury right now, too, that. Once they come back, I can see that shaking things up as well. So, I, I read Zane looked a little paunchy, a little. He didn't come back all ripped like they usually do. Right, um, he didn't. But uh, I don't know. Um, they brought they, he came back as a heel, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that. Goes. I have no problem. I have no problem with that. More wrestlers need to rock the dad bod like Walter. Make the rest of us not feel so bad. (laughs) All right. Well, that is about all I have tonight. Um, I will, uh, I do want to say, I'm going to take a moment that I should have done this earlier, but it's WrestleMania, so I got sidetracked. Tonight's episode is sponsored by by pixelnerd.ca. 
If you need a website made, you need some logos, some uh, website graphics, if you need some uh, copy written, um, Keith Olson is your man. Go to pixelnerd.ca and send him a message. He's got his phone number there. He's got an email address. He will give you prices and uh, let you know what he can do for you. So check him out. Once again, pixelnerd.ca. Well, that's that stands for, say what? I said that stands for Canada for <laughs> all the hosers there, non-hosers, I guess. <laughs> well, that's about all I got for tonight. And unless you got anything else you want to say in closing here, Tex? Uh, it's been good speaking with you, Universe. That's all I got. All right. Well, stay tuned for next week's episode. Uh, this Sunday, we will talk about this past week of wrestling and. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe, like, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play, or just check out check us out at SoOverWrestling.com. Heck, even Big E thinks we're worth listening to. If Big E thinks so, then maybe we should spread it. I don't know. Either way, thank you all. Have a great night, and thank you for listening to our podcast.